This is Joseph Barone, Corporate Learning Consultant with A Fool for Learning. And today I am once again joined by Ron Citrin of Long & Foster Real Estate. As mentioned in my first podcast with Ron, he's consistently ranked among the top 1% of realtors nationwide and among the top 30 agents within Long & Foster. Ron and I are both members of Network Bethesda, weekly breakfast meeting of local business professionals where ideas, conversation, and yes, referrals are exchanged. So once again, Ron, thank you very much for agreeing to be on my podcast, Foolish Thoughts. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. In our last podcast, we, we talked about how do you select a particular podcast slash book to read, to listen to slash read, um, where do you do it, how do you do it, and then how do you take that particular knowledge that you gain, the knowledge to solve a particular problem or issue you're facing here in the office, and then sharing it with all of the members of your team. In this pod, podcast, what I'd like to do is, is focus a little bit more on what are some of the go-to books, what are some of the foundational books or podcasts, if you want to call them, that have been instrumental in having you be, you and the office, be such a success in, in the real estate uh, arena. So I'm going to turn it over to you. And why don't we talk about the first maybe two or three books? Sure. So yeah, the, you, you really alluded to two different things. What are the foundational books? And then what are the ones that I go back to more regularly? And I think what I found is for someone who's saying, okay, I really want to start following this path of continual learning. There's a few books that, uh, especially from a business perspective, a small business perspective, that just get that door open and lay the basic foundation that will help with everything else that you're doing. Um, the, and, and if you listen to enough podcasts, you'll hear uh, the e-myth cited often. And, and the reason that one's so popular is the e-myth is really the first one where it talks about the solo entrepreneur trying to say, I can't do it all. There's too much here. And through the course of a story explains how creating systems and processes is going to be ultimately the salvation that's going to help that entrepreneur uh, grow from just working 24-7, 365 and being effectively having a job to growing and building a business. Now, take that concept with uh, another very big foundational book. Oh, go ahead. Before you, before you yeah. jump in, I, I think that's, that's a really important thing, having some sort of standard operating procedures. I know in our, our weekly meeting, it's it's a topic that's really come up over the last, I would say, five or six meetings, making sure you have standard procedures. I know in, in my own work, at least with my previous organization, but even now, it's really making that standard thing. What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? What comes first? What comes second? What comes third? And that I find, some of it is, is, a, tri is a trial and error method by getting it, but once you've got that process down, things do work so much smoothly. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I thought that really connects with a lot of what we're doing in our networking group and talking about on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. And, and this just, the, the beauty of the e-myth is it lays out the story through like the, the journey of an entrepreneur that's, that's struggling and going through this. And some learning through stories is a very, um, it's a great way to learn just versus being, you know, dictated, do this, do this, do this because it doesn't have the same context. Mm -hmm. So you take this concept of the e-myth the, the e and then you match it with another very popular book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad sort of di divides. Um, 
are, are they are they talking about like dads who have to pay for weddings like I've got to pay for one next year <laughs> maybe, is that maybe. is that me yeah but, but it's basically it, it what it's really doing is it's dividing it's getting clear to how you earn your your revenue are you earning your revenue as an employee are you earning your revenue as a uh, as a business owner are you earning your revenue as an investor or you you know and, and it just gives you a a foundational sense of um, what is an asset and what is a liability and how to manage your money. It's just a very basic book, but it just lays out uh, economics 101 for the basic uh, homeowner or renter for that matter. Um, just the basics of beginning to accumulate wealth and understanding wealth creation. And the two go hand in hand. And, and oh, go ahead. You... And I was gonna say that Rich Dad Poor Dad that, that one's been around for quite a while, if I recall, correct? Yes. Um, and, and then if you take these and you say, okay, I've learned something from Rich Dad Poor Down and I, and I learned something from the E-Myth, you begin uh, getting what I'm going to call some compounding, where certain ideas begin to overlay each other and build on themselves, which leads to the next book, which is the compound effect. The beauty of the compound effect is it's really outlining how and it, take, and it takes very simple stories. Like if you just eat an extra, you know, 50 calories a day, what's that going to look like over the course of a month, a quarter, a year, a decade, versus if you were to exercise and burn off an extra mm -hmm. 10 calories a day, what is that going to look mm -hmm. like over the course of a month, a quarter, a year, and a decade? And, and it shows like, you know, these images of, of, the, of the same person going down one of the other track mm -hmm. and the compounding effect of, this small decision, which is really a small decision, but this decision has a compounding impact mm -hmm. over a long period of time. What the compound effect does a really good job of explaining is how these little decisions that we make daily really do compound and they become massive differences over the course of a year, three years, five years. So now if you take, okay, we learn these concepts of we need systems and we've got these basic sort of, uh, how do we manage ourselves economics one-on-one with rich dad, poor dad, and we combine it with this understanding now that if I'm going to take on learning as a daily event, this what is the compound effect of all the learning that I'm going to do? And those two first books are sort of just the basics. And what they're going to do is just create the foundation so that as you start learning or reading or, or listening, however you choose to do it, uh, you begin learning various disciplines that at first may seem to be in their own silos. A, a dis, you know, just learning about marketing may be in one silo, and branding may be in another silo, and innovation may be in another silo, and time management may be in another silo. But what you find is as you build your sort of, your base knowledge in all of these silos, they begin to bridge, and there begins to be underlying themes that connect. And that's where this, so we go back to this compound effect, and as you do this, it's the compounding of being able to do all these things better and let's say one of the one of the silos is just habit forming, right? Just the ability to get better at habit forming mm -hmm. is going to help you with all of these things. And the results, the same way in that example of whether you are choosing to, to, to eat 10 calories more or burn off 10 calories more, the results of this compound effect of learning is going to be um, magnificent mm -hmm. over a long period of time. And I, and I agree with you. I think... Um, I, as, a, as a new consultant, someone new in the business, starting out on his own, I see this this whole issue of compounding, 
and you know not realizing how one really helps the other and if you do one right and you do another one right you put them together it makes a much better product whether it be in the emails that go out whether it be in the materials that you hand out whether it be in the the 30 second infomercial the elevator talk that you give all of these really compound upon each other and also yes your daily habits of making sure that you have a really good routine and that you really attempt to keep to that routine whether it be waking up every day, when you take your shower, when you have your breakfast, when you learn, all of those sorts of things. I, I personally can't agree more. In fact, that's the advice I give to, to people that in my organization who have been in my organization from my previous organization for many years, like myself, is that when they leave, they need to have a, a routine. They need to keep a routine. They can't be waking up at 12 noon every day and kind of putts around the house. They need to get up and get going and do certain things. So I, I think that's really valuable advice. And, and I know I've, I've taken that to heart and, you know, before our chat is having that routine and things build on each other. Yeah, well, funny, there's a book on that called Miracle Morning. <laughs> that's a, it's a winner of a book too. And, and, it, and it talks about just creating, you know, winning the day in the morning. But there's lots of books on that. That just happens to be right. one of them that's very good. Uh, and, and, you know, it's very interesting. There was a study done. I, I can't remember the author's name. I, maybe it was Daniel Pink, I think it was, who talks about when, and it's not this in the morning, some people are better in the afternoon than they are in the morning. And so you have to also figure out what is your best time of the day. I'm a morning person. So for me to get up at five o'clock or 5.30 in the morning, go downstairs and, you know, my, my T-shirt and shorts or whatever and start working, I'm really good until about noon. And then after that, the day is kind of shot for me, but that for me and figuring that out. So it may not be this in the morning, it may be the afternoon, but whatever it is, is figuring out what is the best, when are you most productive? And then using that to, to be your most productive and do the high value things at that time. Yeah, that's, that's really important. And do you have any other books that, that or podcasts that you find really important? Maybe one more fundamental one uh, a fundamental one, uh, it, you know, for me as a real estate agent, that's what I do okay. professionally, residential real estate. There is a book called The Millionaire, uh, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent, and it, and, and in parentheses, and it's not about the money. That book for me laid out so many, that was the biggest aha moment, that particular book for me, because what it did is it laid out the mindset really well. It laid out the lead generation models, the economic models, and the um, and the um, team building models really well, and it and it really went deep into the lead generation models and how to build a business, and then the math, you know, where once you had a really good sense of how your numbers work, how do you mathematically say, well, you know, you could build from there, knowing if if this many leads make a, a sale and every sale brings in this many dollars, and I want to earn this many dollars over the course of the year, it, it, you. It really just laid it out beautifully mm -hmm. for me. So that's a book that I would say I've read it multiple times. I've underlined it, double underlined it, highlighted it. I mean, that's a that's a go-to book for that's me. And I, anyone who's in the real estate um, industry, it's a highly recommend one. And and so that's called the Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. You know, of all the the podcasts that you've listened to, uh, the books that you've read, is there one that you kind of got into and said, you know what, this this just this just isn't right. There's just something wrong with it. It's not a great book. And, you know, when I was, I was doing some research, kind of some background stuff for this, 
you know, there are lots of lists out there. What are the 10 best management books, the leadership books, the team building books, all of these. And then, of course, you have the lists of the worst books. And in fact, I was listening, I was listening at least many years ago when I was driving up to see my mom many years ago while she was sick. I just happened to find it. I thought it was kind of a quirky title. And it's considered probably the worst of the leadership books, but it was a quirky title. I had to pick it up. It was called The Leadership Skills of Attila the Hun. And, <laughs> I've seen that. I haven't read it. And yeah. it was, and it was, it wasn't bad. It's, it's just, you know, it's leadership, but it just kind of has this whole thing about Attila the Hun and conquering and stuff. And it wasn't horrible, horrible, but it wasn't the greatest <laughs> of the books. But, but if was there one for you that you started? Ah, oh, this is just, just terrible. So you know, I've noticed a pattern in many of these yeah. books. They tend so I listen to most of them, and they tend to be about nine hours in duration. And many times I'll find within the first hour to two hours, I, we got it, right? Yeah. Like the other, what is going on with the next seven hours? And sometimes I'll just, it, it's very hard, I find, to give yourself permission not to finish a book. Um, and it's not so much that I'm selecting bad ones. It's am I getting the, the time that I'm giving mm -hmm. the remainder of the book? Is it actually worth it? So there's a number of books that I'll maybe only, you know, I got it, get it, let's move on. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I feel like the, the writers sort of mm -hmm. uh, repeating themselves uh, and, I've, and I've heard enough. Um, you know, some books are great just in their title alone, like Never Eat Lunch Alone. That's, you don't even need to read the book, mm -hmm. don't you? That's you, you it, right? You know, if you're in sales, marketing, mm -hmm. relationship building, the title says it all, right, I mean, right. you know, and, and, you know, but did I listen to that? Yes, did I probably have just gotten by with just, the title. The, beginning, <laughs> the, the title may have been good enough um, because the, the, the um, so much was, is, is self-evident just mm -hmm. in that. Okay. I'm not saying that that was a bad book. I'm just saying yeah. that you don't need to go through uh, the entire book. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, and now, you know, one of the neat things for me is now that I'm starting as a consultant, now I have time much more than I think I did when I worked for a large corporation, a large international organization, to read a variety of books. And so I'm slowly reading all these books on my shelves, you know, um, uh, that I, I never got to read. And yes, you're correct. Within the first 20 or 30 pages, you can usually tell this is a great book. This is one that is just ah, just not going to work out. Okay. So Ron, I'd, I'd like to take an opportunity to thank you. Ron, if, if someone is interested in, in uh, contacting you to purchase or even sell some, some a property, how would they get in, in touch with you? Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, they can reach me, um, visit the website, roncitrin.com, and that's R-O-N-S-I-T-R-I-N, or my cell number is 202-321-4677. Okay. Well, again, Ron, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking your time to talk to me about some of the, the foundational books for you, both as uh, starting out in in as in 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 building your business and also the 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 one you talked about in real estate the million dollar what was it the million the dollar the, mil the millionaire real estate the millionaire agent thank for you real very real much. I definitely recommend that one yes so this is uh, Joseph Barone, uh CEO and uh, learning consultant of a fool for learning signing out always remember learn perform succeed.